This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. 653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches? I don't have to show you any stinking batches! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. President of the United States ordering a review of the onerous taxation under Democrat rule. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. We'll get into this. It's dominating the flip-around, folks, I can guarantee you. It's all the, the cable chatterboxes are talking about right now. So we'll get into that coming up on the Salcedo Show. Welcome to the program on a Friday, folks. Your call's always welcome at 888-900-3393. That's 888-900-3393. Hey, most of you, most of you working folks, you guys are affected by taxes, right? You want them higher, you want them lower. I'd, I'd like to hear from you. All right, uh, you got the phone number. How about social media? Hooking up with the Chris Salcedo Show is easy to do. Number one on Facebook, The Chris Salcedo Show. You do a search. It must say T-H-E, The Chris Salcedo Show, folks, or you'll have a bit of a hard time finding us. And then once you do, make sure you follow us there. Uh, on Twitter, at Chris Salcedo, T-X, at C-H-R-I-S. S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X, as in Texas, the freest state in the union. Listening to the show live, easy to do, theblaze.com slash radio. Not one, but two smartphone apps available for you, the iHeartRadio smartphone app, and the one that is my personal favorite, the Blaze Radio smartphone app. Listening on demand, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Make sure you check out those venues. If you want to hear the program on your schedule, binge listening. For the Chris Salcedo Show. Uh, Also, one other destination I want to bring to your attention. You go to theblaze.com. You click on the Channels tab. And there you will find the Chris Salcedo Show channel. Make sure you follow us there. All kinds of offerings. As a matter of fact, a hat tip to uh, to the web folks. Because, uh, and I don't know if you, Ellie, did you notice this? That uh, they're, they're, they're posting up more than, you know, one snippet of the show per day. Did you notice that? Yes. Uh, I have Kelly to thank for that. And I have Heidi to thank for that. So uh, those are some of the magical technological gurus over at, uh, that's what, isn't that their official title on their, on their business card? Official technological guru. Isn't that what they, (laughs) I think there's a couple of college courses you have to take in, in electronics guruism. Anywho, uh, that's uh, they're putting more stuff and populating more stuff 
on theblaze.com. And I have a feeling it might be needed. And I touched base on this yesterday, and I I came to find out through the grapevine that the boss also... It is always good when, when you say something and you find out later down the road that somebody you admire is also saying that same thing. And Glenn said something yesterday that I had said. He was worried about the same thing I'm worried about. With all of this, all the, the goings-on over at Fox, Ellie, remind me, I got to talk about that because there's, um, the, the concern is deepening on my end. But let's get to the flip around, folks. We always, on the exception of our Facebook Live days, we do the flip around, see what the cable talkers are all about. Let's start off at uh, the leader of the basket of bias, CNN. Jim Acosta is reporting right now from the White House. Well, you know, August may not be a realistic deadline. It may not happen until 2018. And so, uh, you know, I think it's safe to say at this point, uh, you know, this is not exactly nailed down, although you heard the president uh, say there, there, there's going to be an announcement next week. All right, Jim Acosta reporting from the White House. Our thanks to you. I want to bring in our panel, CNN political analyst David Drucker, senior correspondent uh, of the Washington Examiner. Also, CNN senior political analyst Jennifer Granholm. Oh, Jennifer Granholm. That'll be a, that'll be intriguing. Uh, look, uh, they're talking about the tax plan that was announced by by President Trump today. He's going to unveil it on Wednesday. And what I what I love is the executive order, a review uh, of all Obama-era taxes. Because Obama equals Democrat, right? As much as you saw uh, the reprobate, the uh, the racist Jew-hater, Keith Ellison, trying to separate the Democrat Party from Barack Obama and his, his legacy of basically destroying their electoral pro- prospects, I am not inclined to allow them to do that. The Democrat Party foisted The Democrat Party inflicted Obama on this country for eight years and they protected him and they rallied around him to the detriment of their constituents, to the detriment of this country. And I want to hang Barack Obama around the Democrats' necks like an albatross because the Democrat Party deserves it. The Democrat Party, for what they did to this country with that man, President Obama, They deserve it. So now we're going to get a review of all of the onerous Obama-era taxes and just how detrimental they were to the U.S. economy and detrimental to your bottom line. This is brilliant. I love this idea. This is great. Uh, President Trump signs an executive order uh, asking for an evaluation of just how onerous and detrimental Obama-era taxes were to the country. I can hardly wait for the report. So that's what they're talking about in a panel on the leader of the basket of bias, CNN. Let's go over to Fox, see what they're doing. Absolutely confident, Bill, that there will be no shutdown. But here's the big question. It's going to be a heavy lift legislatively next week. They've got the spending bill that they have to look after. The president wants to get his health care done. He said yesterday at his press conference he wants to get them both done. We'll see if they can. Bill? Thank you, John. John Roberts here at the White House. Sounds like a busy Sunday for Chris Wallace. In a moment... Looks like Bill Hammer's uh, filling in for Shep Smith today. So, uh, what's what this is about, folks, is the, the looming government shutdown. And we talked about this with John Cornyn when we had him on the show. What was it, last week, Ellie? And we, we asked him, you know, because this spending bill will... And it's not going to be a budget. It's a spending bill, an omnibus spending bill 
or a continuing resolution, whatever form it takes, there will be really no savings. There will really be no cost cutting. We're going to continue to be raped until September. Once again, it will be basically be a continuation of resident Obama's spending because nobody wants to have that fight right now. You just heard it from John Roberts. (laughs) Obama's got Obamacare repeal and replace to get done. Now we're hearing there's big movement on that. And then tax reform, which is really desperately needed because Trump knows two things. One of the biggest hindrance to prosperity in this country is Obamacare. And the second biggest difference is the onerous tax code foisted upon us by extremist liberals in both political parties with crony capitalist carve-outs. Say that three times fast. Crony capitalist carve-outs for their, uh, their special interests. So what he's, there's not going to be much of a, at least I'm not going to raise a big hubbub because I asked Cornyn about this. There will be no savings in an omnibus. There will be no savings in a, in a uh, continuing resolution. And I think most people understanding that this is all leftover spending from Obama right up until fiscal year 17, 18, that's when the Republicans will own it fully. And there damn well better be a budget. That's all I got to say. For 17, 18, there damn well better be a budget. Because the reason why we're getting raked over the coals with $20 trillion of debt is because this country has been operating without a budget because we have legislators who are too lazy. Oh, legislating is too hard. So we're just going to do the easy way. Bye-bye to that. You know, on that score, uh, we played a soundbite, which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to replay it a little later on the program, of Secretary Kelly yesterday, where he, te- he says to lawmakers, hey, lawmakers, uh, you don't like the fact that we're enforcing the laws that you passed? Get off off your butts and, and change the law. And you can almost hear them, you know, Nancy Pelosi wetting her pants. Well, she may do that without even having any any stress on her uh nancy pelosi and chuck schumer wetting their pants Uh, uh, you're never gonna get anything past that way oh so that gives you carte blanche to ignore the law if you can't get something done if you can't if if you don't think you can change immigration law then it ain't worth doing the founding fathers set up this system to keep idiots like nancy pelosi and Harry Reid and Chuck Schumer at bay and all of the other Republicans who are open border nutcases at bay. If you can't convince the country to come along, it ain't worth doing. Oh, but we want our illegal immigrants. Well, screw you. You don't get them. That's not the law. You want your illegals? Go ahead. Run on that. Hey, Chuck Schumer, you want your illegal aliens? Come go run on it. You putz. Hey, Nancy Pelosi, you want your illegal aliens? Go run on that. We, we, we Democrats will uh, make sure we pass uh, a law that allows illegal immigration. (laughs) Go ahead and run on it, you mindless twit. That goes for all you Chamber of Commerce Republicans out there. Go ahead and run on it. See how your election prospects go. Otherwise, I'm with General Kelly. Shut up. Oh, you're enforcing the law. Oh, really? And you're crying about that? That's why these people can't be reelected. It's why these people can't be trusted.
Let's go over to MSNBS, see what they're talking about. The Supreme Court is clearly the biggest victory uh, of these first 100 days. But look, next week, you're talking about keeping the government funded. You're talking about a health care bill potentially being voted on, which I think is highly unlikely. But you're also now talking about introducing the framework for tax reform. Those are, are three things individually that would typically con consume weeks on the congressional calendar. And there's a lot of sort of sticking points in the process there. So for all of this to be introduced at once, I, I think uh, just sort of gets to the point of the administration being very self-conscious and image conscious about this artificial 100-day deadline. Yeah, and it is an artificial first 100 days. I mean, Bush got some things done. Obama, with a completely Democrat Congress, supermajority nearly, got a lot of things done. Uh, to the detriment of the country, I might add. But it, it is an artificial deadline. But hey, you know what? For me, Gorsuch was huge. Gorsuch is huge. And now we're hearing rumors, folks, that there's going to be another vacancy and it's going to be announced this summer. Could be any one of the... Uh, any one of the uh, seasoned citizens on the high court, Kennedy, Ginsburg, uh, Breyer. Ugh. God willing, it's Breyer or Ginsburg. All right, folks, that's it for the flip around. That is our uh, tool around at least uh, uh, two or three of the cable networks to see what they're talking about. To start off the show, we got lots to get into, so stick with me. It's the Chris Salcedo Show on a Friday right here on The Blaze. Be right back. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. The Chris Salcedo Show. Ellie, we were told by the basket of biased press that, uh, you know, wading into an election, it's, uh, it's bad news. It's uh, bad foreign powers trying to inject themselves into, the, into a national discussion is absolutely out of bounds. And, of course, we called out the basket of biased press on their hypocrisy when it was when, when they should have known that resident Obama himself sent over representatives to thwart the Israeli election and uh, get uh, a liberal extremist in instead of the stalwart conservative staunch American ally, Bibi Netanyahu. Front page, at least it wasn't I saw it today, ABC News. Obama wades into French election before the Sunday vote. I thought interfering in a nation's election was bad. Ellie, was it, weren't we told that interfering in, a, in a, another nation's election is kind of bad? Yes, sir. What is the left-wing extremist, resident Obama, doing trying to inject himself into French politics? Perhaps resident Obama 
doesn't want the French people to, to wise up. You saw, Ellie and I were joking about this yesterday, folks, that, and because it was, it was Sebastian Gorka who said this, who, say, who said he mused that every single time you get one of these terrorist attacks, you pretty much can be convinced it's a terrorist attack when you see all the members of the basket of biased press struggling not to say the word Islam or ISIS or identify the culprit. And that's what we went through for hours yesterday on the Salcedo show. Trying to get confirmation. And in a later edition of the Salcedo show, it was revealed ISIS claimed credit for the attack. So, I hate being wrong, but or I hate being right sometimes, but it, we were right. And Sebastian Gorka's uh, rather unscientific metric seems to hold true. The longer the basket of biased press dances on eggshells trying not to identify the perpetrator, you can pretty much guarantee it's going to be a radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorist because in the liberals' minds, radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorists are a protected class. And if you call out radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorists for who they are, well, that you're just racist, says the basket of biased press. Said resident Obama for the last eight years. In so many words, every single time a terrorist attack popped up, we were treated to a lecture about how awful Christians were by resident Obama. Remember? Oh, I will never forget. So anyway, so here's ABC News of all people. Obama wades into French election before Sunday vote. Now, why the hell would Obama want to do that? Well, You've got a woman over there by the name of Marine Le Pen, who has a, a rather sketchy, I shouldn't say, no, I'm not going to say sketchy, because they dub her over there in the left-wing press over there as far right. She, she got mixed up earlier on in her career with some folks who started out being nationalist and ended up devolving into a racist group. And as soon as that had happened, my understanding is, Marine Le Pen said, no, to heck with that noise, I just... I just, I'm just pro-French. I don't want to be a racist. And so she left. But she's branded by the dishonest press over there and will be so over here as somebody who is only motivated by racism. Not the fact that people like resident Obama, who are, who are now in control over in Europe, say, hey, you know, what could go wrong? Having, importing a whole bunch of people and not insisting that they become Frenchmen or Germans or Spanish. What could go wrong? So, you know, resident Obama did his best for eight years to disarm America and to, to, uh, to make sure that we didn't insist. And the left-wing progressives are all about this, that we didn't insist. If you come over to our country, I don't care what religion you practice, but you, you have to agree to the basic tenets of being an American. You must be an American. As a matter of fact, it's unique to America that you can come from anywhere around the globe. And you're considered American once you decide, you know what, I am going to swear allegiance to the flag and to the Constitution and to freedom and liberty and prosperity and and I'm going to be an American. Our culture, and I've said this before, folks, our culture is worth fighting for. Our culture is worthwhile. Now, President Obama didn't see it that way. President Obama viewed our culture 
being, you know, by and large, pro-American, pro-liberty, pro-freedom, it stood in his way of state control over your life because he believes that there are smart people that should just run every aspect of your life. And Mr. Obama doesn't like the barriers put up by people that say, you know, it's a good idea if you're going to come to France and want to be and live in France, you ought to be a Frenchman. Mr. Obama doesn't like that. You should be, Mr. Obama believes that you should move into France and you can be a Yemeni. Or you can be a, uh, you could be Chinese, you could be Mexican. You could just bring it up, whatever culture you want to be and, and secure your enclaves and never assimilate, never mix. Because you know what? And in his view, that's how change, that's how positive change occurs. And in President Obama's case, I wonder how he's seeing all of this, all of this terrorism that is now gripping the capitals of Europe. Does he view that as positive change in the view? And, and again, I'll ask the question, why the hell is he calling France? The Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back, everybody. It's Chris Salcedo's show. This program, the antidote to the bias press. I will um, play a soundbite for you a little later. A left-wing commentator is uh, prompting the Internal Revenue Service to leak Donald Trump's tax returns. <laughs> to do an, an illegal act. Uh, you you guys won't be surprised by who it is. Meantime, uh, we endured, not we, I guess the Western world did, endured another terrorist attack. Here to talk about that with me is Dan Perkins, a master storyteller and author of the Brotherhood of the Red Nile trilogy, which centers around Islamic nuclear terrorism against the United States. He's a nationally recognized expert on radical Islam and a contributor to the DailyCaller.com, ClashDaily.com, DailySurge.com, and TheHill.com. Uh, Dan, great to have you back here on the show. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be with you, sir. Islamic terrorism hits France again. Uh, yes. I was I was commenting earlier. I don't know if you've seen this soundbite from Sebastian Gorka, but he often muses that the longer that the 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 biased press tiptoes around the culprit, the the more you can be assured that it was a radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorist, either pulling the trigger or driving the truck or detonating the bomb. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what's important, what's really important about what happened here is that the French government has been desperately trying to keep the radical Muslims uh, out of the center city uh, and, and the Muslims in general. And so they forced the, um, the Muslims to populate outside the center city because they didn't want to endanger the tourist reputation of, uh, of the city to uh, terrorist activities. And yesterday's attack was so significant because it was on the Champs-Élysées, which is probably <clears throat> next to Constitution Avenue or Pennsylvania Avenue, the, one of the most widely known uh, genres in the world. Yeah, and you're, you're right. And the, the, the area was chosen 
on purpose for the for the max effect, if you will. You know, this it, it strikes me this is the the sixth terrorist attack on the capital of of France in what is it three years? I mean, isn't yeah. this indicative that Europe has a serious problem here? Absolutely, they they have a problem because uh, we're gonna we're gonna experience the same problem, Chris. The the fundamental problem that the, the Europeans have is that they've allowed these Muslims to come in, not just the ones that Angela Merkel brought in, but have been bringing in for the last 20 years, and they required no assimilation into the French or German or Spanish or Italian or wherever cultures. So what happens is the Muslims came in, they set up their enclaves, the no-go zones, and they have systematically in France began to surgically separate the, the country of France and they have more and more of these enclaves, and eventually they will take over the entire country of France and make it a Muslim country because they refuse. They can't do it because the uh, the Quran says they can't. Well, yeah, and not only that, and the reason why it's succeeding is because of left-wing ideology. The, the Democrat liberal ideology that is that is present over in the United States has won by and large over in Europe and and we can see examples of where left-wing ideology has also won like places like Venezuela and look at what's going on uh, down in that country when people can't get yeah. food they can't get medicine the entire country's in an uproar uh, Dan Perkins my guest right now folks here on the Chris Salcedo show you've seen his stuff at Daily Surge Daily uh, Clash Daily Daily Caller and the and the hill.com the impact on the elections, they've, they've temporarily suspended the elections over there in France in the wake of this terrorist attack. And I think this is a move by the left-wing government over there. you got Obama, according to ABC News, he's calling up over there trying to wade in because, you know, uh, all the left-wing elements around the globe, of which Obama is one, uh, wants, wants to prevent happening what we all sense is happening as a, a, an awakening of the French people and Marine Le Pen, who is, I guess, what passes for a conservative over there in France, her message, which has been decidedly anti-mass immigration without assimilation, like you're talking about, uh, sh- her message seems to be resonating. No, no question about that. And, and the terrorist attack, I mean, the, the greatest risk to the, to the left in France was a terrorist attack. And that's exactly what happened. And, and because the... the it's like a powder keg within the French people. Uh, I've been to Paris probably more than any other place in the world. Um, <clears throat> maybe London is close, but, but Paris has been uh, 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 many, many, many times. And I was there just uh, a year ago. And and the, the, the French people are getting angrier and angrier. But I hear that as I travel all over Europe. The German people, the true German people, are afraid that they're losing their culture and their heritage. It's happening in Ireland. It's happening in Sweden and, and Italy and, and France and Germany. And the idea that a, a group of people can come in and abscond with your country and make it Muslim. I mean, we're talking about raising the question, is, <clears throat> is Sweden going to be the first Islamic state in Europe? Mm. Is Tur- Turkey going to be an Islamic st- state? Oh, I think they're. I think well, I think Turkey's Turkey's well on its way with Erdogan. They're going to have a. They have a dictator already. Let me ask you one final question here. Uh, what yes, What can America take away from 
from Europe's mistakes. What's the takeaway from repeated terrorist attacks? I mean, aside from the obvious, you know, it's not a good idea to admit folks into your country and not insist they become either Americans or Frenchmen or Germans. Aside from that, what's another big takeaway in your mind? In my mind, I've talked about this all week, Chris, and thank you for the question. The fundamental question that has to be asked by the American people, are we truly going to have freedom of speech or are we going to have a controlled speech and controlled thought environment that when a person decides to say, I don't agree with that, he is an immediately or immediately shot down as being a bigot, a homophobe, a racist, whatever. I think we're, we're losing our freedom of speech and we're being intimidated, trying to be intimidated by people who have a different philosophy than we do. And if we lose our freedom of speech, if we get talked down, if we got, it's like Ann Coulter's going back to California, she says, I'm going to do my speech, even though the, the people don't want me. I'm going to go do my speech. She's standing up for her right to speak her mind, to try and help college students understand what it is she believes. If we lose the ability to openly and candidly express our dissent or our opinions, we're doomed as a country. Dan Perkins, everybody. And, of course, we're talking about Berkeley, where free speech is dead on left-wing campuses all over this country. Dan Perkins, he is the author of this book, folks, the brother, the series of books, The Brotherhood of the Red Nile Trilogy. Check it out. And check out his writings at uh, The Hill, Clash Daily, and The Daily Caller. Sir, appreciate your time on The Chris Salcedo Show. It's always a pleasure to be with you, sir. And you, you heard his description of what he fears, the loss of free speech which is one of the pillars of, of of this country. And that kind of dovetails what I was talking about uh, off the top of the show, where, where unbeknownst to me, uh, the, the, the same things that could be happening, that, we, that I see happening, uh, the boss, Glenn Beck, actually saw could be happening. And this, this free exchange of ideas you think Berkeley is bad try getting a conservative idea looked at thoughtfully and not dismissed out of hand at the uh, NBC News properties there's no fairness there there's a there's a silencing of of conservatives of Republicans there is, unless they're there to be mocked, you know, uh, and, and of course they'll use the, the most outlandish, the most outlandish descriptors of, uh, of conservatism. Like, for example, they'll, they'll take the Westboro Baptist Church, that, that sect of nutcases, and they'll say, oh yeah, that's a conservative. Which, of course, you, you and I know is not true. This whole idea of free speech dovetails into another First Amendment protection, the free press. And what's happening over at Fox, and I didn't get into it yesterday in greater detail, And it, because, oh hell, look at the time. Tell you what, uh, let me go to a break. I'll talk about this when we come back. It's Chris Salcedo's show here on The Blaze. Keep up with The Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network. 
The Chris Salcedo Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm glad you tuned in. Look, I, I don't have... Uh, all I have here is a little bit of suspicion guided by some common sense and an experience with the way these... I have a lot of questions that, the way this whole thing with O'Reilly went down. And I think that... Uh, and, and I'm not sure that Glenn got this detailed. I heard this secondhand today. But... Here's my, let me start off with my worry, because I think I'm on the same page with Glenn here about our worry. And that is that fairly soon, the Blaze will be the only news slash infotainment source on television or the web that will not treat conservatives and Republicans like pariahs. That's my fear. Brit Hume, who I'm a big fan of, has commented often that the news division over at Fox over at Fox filled a void in the American news digesting public. And that void was a a news operation that regarded both sides equally. Now I'm not talking about O'Reilly, I'm not talking about Sean, I'm not talking about uh not even the five. I think they're, they're more uh, opinion-driven there, too. Those are the opinion shows. Tucker, the opinion shows. The hard-hitting news shows, Brett Baer and Special Report, which I, which I will tell you at this point, one of the finest presentations on television, and I, mean, and I include the networks on that. Uh, Shep Smith, even though we know he leans left, still a fantastic reporter, and... And can play play it down the middle when he needs to. And seems to know just how far to push that left-wing envelope. Never really crossing the line. Which I'm okay with. But a fantastic reporter. A great breaking news reporter. Uh, My fear is that with this power struggle, and I think that the O'Reilly... Firing is evidence of this power struggle and which side is winning will be ominous for Fox News in the future. The very thing that allowed Fox to dominate cable news, the fact that that there was an automatic assumption that Republicans were wrong and Democrats were right, which is what you find at ABC, NBC and CBS, the automatic assumption, CNN. The Democrats are always right. Where I had this. Hold on a second. Um, gosh, where'd it go? I'll have to look it up. Oh, here it is. First 100 days of Obama's administration. This morning, a new dawn, a new face from a new generation. We've got Barack Obama's our president and Michelle Obama's our first lady. We're all immensely proud. I think he's off to a good start. I was blown away by President Obama's grasp of the subject. He just wanted to let the American people know, I'm on the job, I'm doing what you elected me to do, and I've got a plan. He's had more success in this first 100 days than I expected. During these first 100 days, what has surprised you the most about this office, enchanted you the most, about serving in this office, humbled you the most, and troubled you the most. Now, let me write this down. (laughs) Contrast that fawning with what Donald Trump has been through these first 100 days. Those were all basket of bias 
reporters and anchors. Now, and that was put together by Fox. Imagine if Fox goes down that road. Here's why I'm concerned. The Murdoch kids, and I think Rupert Murdoch is kind of center left anyway, but a good businessman. I can't, I don't know, the, I can't say the same about the kids. I don't know the kids. I don't know his sons. But they're big Democrat donors. Big Hillary Clinton supporters. Here's my fear. That in short order, Fox becomes MSNBS or CNN. Uh, what The way this all went down with Bill O'Reilly just seems a little too neat and tidy for me. These allegations against Donald, uh, against Donald Trump, against uh, O'Reilly are old. Years old. Some decades old. And so they're, they're abhorrent and detestable now and they weren't when they originally happened. So one New York Times piece runs and then magically, was it 30, 30 advertisers, maybe it's even more, flee the O'Reilly factor? It doesn't wash with me, folks. It just, it just doesn't. And it, it and I'm, I have no inside knowledge whatsoever. It's just a, it's a gut feeling that tells me this, this is just too neat and tidy. Roger Ailes goes bye-bye. There goes the face and the highest ratings getter, Bill O'Reilly. There's a shifting of the guard here as Rupert Murdoch is sidelined with his Democrat sons. I just, I fear for the future. The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches. I don't have to show you any stinking batches. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. It's fun to break the law. It's funny. It's encouraged among left-wingers. You don't believe me? Have a listen to this over at MSNBS. Listen we know there's no audit. Can't the IRS, they claim the IRS, can't the IRS just make a statement, yeah. he's not under audit. Just make the announcement. He, he, he can't somebody, care. by the way, that would be a good leak. He's somebody from the IRS, the IRS, just leak it. People it, it, have been it, inviting it, the IRS people to do that for months now. Have they? And to their credit, so far they haven't. And there's, there's no consequence. I thought they were all liberals over there. Why doesn't somebody leak? Right. They, might, they, might actually believe in the ethics, they might actually believe in the ethics of their job. Oh, yeah, the ethics of their job, Chris Matthews. Oh, that, that all went out the door with Obama, right, Chris Matthews? The guy that gave you a thrill up your leg, that guy. That, all those ethics in government just went out the window. Yeah. Hey, hey, Chris Matthews, wouldn't it be funny if somebody leaked out Obama's original birth certificate? Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> I know. Come on, wouldn't that be great? We know that... They, uh, I just, this is, it's, it's delusional. They're, they, they just hate Donald Trump to the point to where you've got a guy who works an alleged news network who uh, says, hey, yeah, wouldn't it be great if the IRS just leaked his tax returns? Wouldn't that be just great? 
it's it's amazing what they get away with, folks. Welcome back. It's the Chris Salcedo Show. Hour two underway here. Let me let me be a little more specific about what what I was talking about at the end of last hour. Look, I if what Bill O'Reilly was alleged to have done, and I don't know, I don't work in the building. I know folks who have, and I can confirm to you there's smoke there. I don't know if there's fire there. I was just informed by a text from our very own Mary Ramirez that there's a hit piece out there on Sean now, which I don't find credible whatsoever. There's a hit piece out on Tucker, which I don't find credible whatsoever. But see, now, now with the success of this New York Times hit piece, which was, can you call that news? These are incidents that have happened years, maybe decades ago, and they just compile them all into a story and call it news and then run with it. And then if these things had happened in the past, and we knew about issues of Mr. O'Reilly and settlements in the past, I certainly knew about them, and left-wingers had tried to get him thrown out before because of them, why didn't the sponsors bail back then? Hmm? I am not saying that I know at all that this happened. But to have the the deck of cards fall, the dominoes fall in sequential order. Hit piece, sponsors leave, O'Reilly. The only way they could... Bill O'Reilly bills a hundred, it's rumored anyway, a hundred million dollars a year over there at Fox. Only way that someone was going to get rid of him, whether he committed a provable demonstrable crime or uh, his sponsorship started drying up and he wasn't bringing in the money. He was doing all of that. Ratings were high, money was still coming in, and then this hit piece in the New York Times hit. And then magically, all the sponsors who had stayed with him throughout all the years in the past, when these allegations came out before, all of a sudden, these sponsors just were going away. It, from my experience, it seems a little too neat and tidy for me. And something in my gut says this smells funny. And I, sorry, I smell liberals. I smell left-wing extremists. I, I smell those who want to institutionalize left-wing bias in news. That's, my gut is telling me that. And it could be, the tra- and, and it, it may not be. I, I could be, I could be completely off base. The Murdoch sons, even though, they give to Democrats and they support Democrats and they share. Well, I don't even know what their opinion of Donald Trump is. But they support one side of the political aisle. They could be Tim Russert. For all I know, they could be. You know what? Yes, we are Democrats, but we believe in a fair and balanced presentation. That could be the case. Experience tells me this generation of liberals doesn't have the integrity of Tim Russert. They just don't. 
I don't know the Murdoch son's background, whether they actually have a background in journalism or not. Or whether they give a damn about fair and balanced coverage. And you know, the Democrat side of the equation, um, not really wedded to that much money. I mean, they, they, they subscribe to the Obama philosophy, which said, well, you know, you can, you, there, there's only so much money you can make. At some point, there's got to be enough. And uh, let, let the government tell you how much you should be able to make. And when you've reached what the government thinks is your limit of making money, there are folks who believe like that. It, is that the Rupert Murdoch sons? I don't know. I fear it may be. Now, I don't think Megyn Kelly was, was part of all this. By the way, speaking of Megyn Kelly, do you guys hear what Bannon did? <laughs> oh, man. Bannon, let me see if I can find this. Hold on. Uh, Bannon um, does a, an interview with the Daily UK Mail. Uh, Daily UK Mail. Um, he granted them an interview in which it is said, he, well, he, this is what he told the, the UK Daily Mail, that he had told Roger Ailes, here it is, that Megyn Kelly was the devil. Uh, quote, she, she's the devil and she will turn on you. Steve Bannon reveals that he warned Roger Ailes about Megyn Kelly and told the former Fox News CEO that his network star would betray him. Steve Bannon says that in a piece published today in the Daily UK Mail. I haven't even put this up on the Facebook page yet. Uh, I, I think that Megyn Kelly was, was going to be allowed to be part of the new guard. She threw the monkey wrench into, the, into that new guard equation because she, she just wanted to test, for, to, to use a sports metaphor here, folks, she wanted to test free agency. And trust me, NBC could use her. I'm a, I'm a Megyn Kelly fan. I, I've been on her show, and I've, I've, I've always liked her, and she, and her people always treated me wonderfully. So I, um, I don't know that she was part of this this whole thing. But uh, Steve Bannon says in an interview that uh, he told the Fox News Roger CEO Megyn Kelly would betray him back in August of 2015. Ailes was out at Fox News a year later after Kelly told Rupert Murdoch the CEO might actually be a predator during a network's sex harassment investigation. President Trump's chief strategist reveals that he took issue with Ailes and Fox News after Kelly went after his boss in the first Republican primary debate. The big rift between Breitbart and Fox was all over Megyn Kelly. She was all over Trump nonstop, says Bannon. And I don't know that's the case. As a matter of fact, I, you know what, folks? I can attest to you. That wasn't the case. The folks on, on Megyn Kelly's show reached out to me on several occasions. And even though I was... Now, I became a, a, a staunch Trump supporter when it came down to him and Hillary. But you remember the Chris Salcedo show during the primaries... 
We were calling balls and strikes. I refused to demonize Trump unfairly. And so they they had labeled me a Trump supporter over there at the Kelly file. And I and I remember having this conversation with with one of their producers. I think it was an email. I said, look, um, I just want to be very clear. I am not going to attack Donald Trump unless it's warranted. But I you know, I'm staying neutral in the primaries. And they said, okay. And, say, and, I, and I think it was on three or, three or four times on, on the Kelly file. And again, they couldn't have been nicer. They knew where I stood. And um, I, I do not think that Megyn Kelly was targeting Trump. In fact, I know the Kelly file producers went out of their way to find individuals who would support Trump. As a, you know, even though, okay, Chris, we're not going to ask you to endorse, but do you support this policy he's proposing? They went out of their way. So I, I understand how this might have looked from Bannon's perspective. I'm not, I'm not saying that Bannon's trying to be dishonest here. I just understand how it looks from his, from his point of view being part of the Trump campaign. But I can, I can tell you folks that the Kelly file and the folks over at Fox, uh, they bent over backwards to try to find folks to come on and give the Trump perspective. At least that was my experience. I can tell you that. Coming up, Elizabeth Warren, uh, the fruitcake, is, is at it again. We'll talk about some sanctuary city issues and this, uh, well, what do you call him, a dreamer who's allegedly been deported by Trump uh, for, for stepping out of line. He says he was thrown out of the country. I have more than a few things to say about that. Coming up, it's the Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Keep up with The Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on The Blaze Radio Network. The Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, we posted up the article from the UK Mail up on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. You folks want to check it out. Again, the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook. Uh, you'll also get blasted on Twitter with that link. Uh, the Twitter handle is at Chris Salcedo TX, at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X, as in Texas. It happened again, folks. Another viral video of some, a passenger on an airplane. This one turned out a little different than the, than the last one. This one actually happened in the state in which I'm broadcasting, in, in Texas, San Antonio. And this woman, it was like watching an episode of an uncensored episode of The Chappelle Show. <laughs> she was funny. She was funny, but she was being escorted off the plane. Uh, this is how it all went down. I said, do you know how many hours we've been waiting to leave? We're having fun. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just, I didn't tell her that. Now, that the plane apparently has been delayed. They've been sitting there for, well, she seems to indicate they've been there for hours. And the airline was not named in this, uh, in this online posting. Well, you might want to correct me because I'm not f***ing Now, you can, you can come on here with it because that dude that got beat 
<laughs> Do you guys hear what she said? That dude who got beat up, and she's talking about the United guy, right? That dude that got beat up ain't going to be me. Now, they've already told her at this point she needs to get off the plane. And she refuses. So the cops haven't showed up yet. And they end up having to show up and say, look, the captain wants you off the plane. But she, that dude on United, that ain't going to be me. And, you know, a couple of expletives thrown in there. <laughs> and listen, the folks are laughing at her. She's under the false impression that the captain needs a reason. Captain, now, now granted, he's got company guidelines, but if, if the captain is at all uncomfortable with you being on that plane, you're gone. You're, you're off. You don't have a right to be on that plane. Um, that's the dirty little secret that the airlines don't want you to know. It's a private company. You don't have a right to fly with them. We'd all do well to remember that. You better find a reason because I'm already pissed. Where the f*** that from this? You This is Trump's fault. What? <laughs> Blame it on Trump. <laughs> and then she starts blaming the president. This is Trump's fault. <laughs> Such a charming individual. I can't imagine why anybody wouldn't want her on the plane. And that was just funny, but come on. Uh, you guys heard about this, this illegal alien who was uh, allowed to stay in the country. He's a dreamer. Uh, brought here so young that he was not old enough to know the difference between right and wrong. And so for all intents and purposes, he was raised as an American. And he was told that he could stay by resident Obama against the law. And uh, here is Fox News Channel breaking down this case. We have two totally different stories in this case. On one hand, the dreamer basically says he was tossed over the border back to Mexico without cause or due process, despite his protected legal status. On the other, you have the federal government saying that Juan Manuel Montes blew it, that he had the freedom to live and work in the U.S. and likely a shot at legal residency and threw it away for a pleasure trip to Mexico. So here are the two stories. My now, wait a minute. The pleasure trip to Mexico. You know, it's not a good idea if you're an illegal alien under DACA to leave the country and then just assume you can come back in. You're not an American citizen. And if you're stopped and all of a sudden the rules and the laws are being enforced once again, probably not a good idea to go party it up in Mexico. Montes claims that he's having lunch with a friend on the U.S. side of the border when he was confronted by a Border Patrol agent. When he couldn't immediately produce his DACA ID, he claims he was detained and deported. I don't, folks, I don't buy this whatsoever. Border Patrol agents don't go canvassing around cafes looking for people to ask for their papers. They don't do it. It doesn't happen. Not even in the era of Trump. It doesn't happen. This kid did something stupid thinking that, oh, it's just like the era of Obama. Well, we, got, we got a new president? What? 
goes over to Mexico and then is stopped on his way back in. Wait a minute, you're not a citizen. I no, I'm a I'm protected. I'm DACA. I'm the DACA. I'm Obama's DACA. Well, Obama ain't president anymore, cuckoo. Homeland Security says that is a lie. And I'm quoting, there are no records or evidence to support Monty's claim that he was detained or taken to the Calexico port of entry on February 18th. Instead, officials say that Montes was already in Mexico when they caught him a day later trying to sneak in by climbing over a fence. The bottom line, there are cameras on both sides of the border. And if he was indeed deported involuntarily, there's going to be video, paper trail, logs, radio calls, and probably witnesses. Yeah, and I can hardly wait to the- those videos are produced that show Mr. Montez trying to get back in the country, climbing a fence, and show no. all the left-wingers are losing their minds right now because this dreamer wasn't allowed back in the country. Montez is suing to return. The federal judge hearing that case, as you said, is Gonzalo Curiel. Recall he handled the Trump University litigation. Candidate Trump said he couldn't be objective because of his Mexican heritage, even though he was born in Indiana. I am told, Martha, as a federal judge in San Diego, half his cases are probably immigration related and he should not have a hard time being unbiased. You guys remember Mr. Curiel, right? We, we were filling in uh, on Dana's uh, TV program. And I talked about how Mr. Curiel has uh, entanglements and associations with La Raza, the extremist left-wing anti-American Latino group that believes, you know, parts of the desert southwest belong to Mexico. You know those folks? Anywho, uh, Judge Curiel, who was handling Trump's case, um, made all that hubbub during the election. He's going to be handling this case. That's just kind of interesting. Mary Ramirez up next on the Salcedo Show. Stay with me. The Chris Salcedo Show. We'll be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. This is the Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh, if you all could just hear the conversation that me and the ladies have uh, off the air. Uh, speaking of ladies, Mary Ramirez joining me right now, along with uh, along with producer Ellie. Uh, hey, Mary, welcome back. Hello, hello. Okay, Thanks for well, having me. Two, uh, you know, well, let's let's just clue the folks in on what we were talking. We we're talking about O'Reilly <laughs> and uh, and how in some in some precincts in some areas. It gets it gets pretty silly, whereas you know you, you compliment. Hey, you look very nice today. Sexual harassment, sexual harassment. It gets to be that absurd, right? Mm-hmm. And and then I was talking with a buddy of mine in Houston today on his show and um, on on the Houston station, and it brought up the fact, and I brought up this thing that I raised yesterday about how I had heard that it's common practice when Roger Ailes was the head of over at Fox. And if you wanted to get a contract done or you wanted to get, you know, a meeting with a boss, in other words, that some ladies said, well, I better put on my, my Sunday best. You know, uh, Roger Ailes likes that kind of thing, whether it be a short skirt or, you know, a, a rather flattering outfit. Let's put it that way. And, and, and I was talking with a, a young woman, her name is Jessica Cologne on on the KSCB station, and she said, you know, you know, women shouldn't have to resort to that kind of thing to get ahead. And I said, well, it's, it, that's, that's true. 
I, I'm not saying that that, that that should be the way it is. I'm, I'm just saying that some women know that they have assets, if you will, and, and are, not, are not shy about using them. But I said, but, but still, you know, it's, it's not every case because Rosie O'Donnell's still getting work. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm just saying. All right, hey, so uh, she's she's an easy target, a left wing coup. Come on, uh, in, in fairness, yes. Mary Ramirez, welcome back, and I'm glad you've tuned in uh, to the program today, folks. And Mary has not one but two offerings to to bring to us today. So go ahead, Mary, fire off. Number one. I did. I do, Chris. We've got bomber jackets and and Bill O'Reilly. So what do, what do you want to start with? <laughs> I'm going to start with the, the less controversial bomber jackets. Yeah. So actually, for the for the audience's edification, I you know I'll, I'll text Chris with with what I'm going to write about. Hey, this is the topic I'm doing. Here's what's going to be up today. Just you know, so he knows. And and I said, Chris, today it's bomber jackets and Bill O'Reilly. And I get this text message <clears throat> back and bomber jackets. What? I thought she was going to do a. I thought no. I thought you were going to do a fashion article. Bomber jackets are now back in, and I sure. And so I had no idea what you were talking about because apparently I'm not a left wing nutcase. <laughs> That's true. And whereas I like to go through and, and see what the left wing nutcases are writing about on a week to week basis, and I came across Some, something sort of crazy. Somebody and, has to do it. And um, but anyway, so this week, just to preface this, this week is the 75th anniversary of, of the Doolittle bombing raid on, on Tokyo, um, which was the retaliation for uh, for Pearl Harbor. So I'm reading about this, and as I'm reading about that, I, I came across an article, and I'll, I'll tie back to Doolittle in a second, but I came across this article on Salon.com, which I know, liberal rag, um, but this article made fun of Vice President Mike Pence, among other things and other people for the bomber jacket i don't know if you saw this chris but the bomber jacket that he wore at the dmz or the demilitarized zone oh, in yeah. korea i saw that you know they were mocking pence because he was looking he he had he was squinty eyed and he had nothing he had no smiles for the communists <laughs> over there across right. the the dmz and yeah i saw i saw the jacket i i, I didn't think anything of it i just said hey, he's wearing an, he's wearing a cool bomber jacket out there and staring down the commies i kind of loved it to be honest when i saw it i, I it, it actually made me feel patriotic because this is again think about what we've had the last eight years we've had you know barack obama on his bicycle and his mom jeans yeah, mom and, jeans exactly <laughs> you know, exactly we've got mike pence standing there and staring down the north koreans well so this article says this is a, a quote from the piece there they were all dressed up in their bomber jackets projecting american power and showing resolve and establishing our strategic footprint but they but they looked like what they were toy soldiers playing at war and what war were they playing at that's the problem isn't it dress up war by photo op so they're making fun of, of what he was doing and and the piece goes on to allege that the bombing in syria and afghanistan that those two things were just as frivolous and photo oppy and um you know what was going through my what? head was it, a, photo oppy so so punishing a dictator for using <laughs> chemical weapons that have yeah. been banned by the civilized world for nearly a century yep. oh that's photo oppy oh so so right. resident obama sitting on his his derriere for the last eight years and allowing all rampant uh, 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 the, these dictators to run rampant across the globe. Oh, that was real power. Okay, right. got, gotcha. The last eight years. Whatever. We've had the president spending his time apologizing what? to the world, bowing to foreign leaders, and as I said, being photographed like he's looking like he's heading to some babysitting gig. You know, that's the message that we sent these you last eight years. You see him throw his baseball? Do you see him throw a baseball? No, oh uh, gosh! Oh, no, it's it's something to see. You got you got to pull that Pretty up. Sad. Oh yeah, I, mean, I will. Urk like, Urkel throws a more powerful fastball than Obama. Oh my gosh, doesn't surprise me. Anywho, but, but go yeah, ahead. so that's that's the message that we sent the last eight years. Of course, that's the world we have today. And so, 
again, back to Doolittle, okay, back to the, the 75th anniversary, that raid wasn't meant to destroy Tokyo. They knew that they weren't going to destroy Tokyo or destroy the Japanese army. It was meant to send a double-edged message, and that was to Japan, you attacked us and we're retaliating. This is the response. And to the boys back home, we can do it. We can attack mainland Japan. We mean business, and that's exactly what the Syrian bombing, what the Moab, and yes, the serious stance and the bomber jacket at the DMZ, that's what those things are intended to do, to send a message that we're, we are shifting our stance as Americans. We're getting serious about the real issues in the world. All so right. that's piece number one. Okay, that's piece number one. I, I have something to offer, folks. Uh, Tucker Carlson is taking over Bill O'Reilly's slot on the Fox News channel, as many of you know by now. His first interview is going to be with um, Transgender. Really? Tra- yep, Transgender will be... Uh, and folk, for those of you new to the program, we don't say that in a besmirching way. Uh, we, it's just sometimes we get into pronoun trouble when you're talking about someone who was a man, who is now a woman, and yada, yada, yada. And, and you know what? I, still, chromosomally, it's, it, see, there you go. See, I get into trouble with say, the pronouns. See? <laughs> see, this is the reason why we say transgender, because it just, it just everybody knows who I'm talking about. It takes about. away the problems. There exactly. It takes away all the pronoun problems. So anyway, uh, Tucker Carlson's featured uh, interview, uh, his first night in uh, Bill O'Reilly's former time slot, will be transgender. There you go. Interesting. And that goes into your piece about Mr. O'Reilly. It does. It absolutely does. I I wrote about Bill O'Reilly this week, and of course, in in case everyone's been in a bit of a cave these last few days, um, Bill O'Reilly was dethroned, of course, at Fox over the sexual, sexual harassment allegations. And I don't know if he did or didn't it's really immaterial to to my piece and you know chris you kind of alluded to what i'm about to say earlier you know bill o'reilly was targeted exclusively now i'm sorry not targeted exclusively because of something he may have done i don't again i don't know if he did it he was targeted because he's bill o'reilly the number one conservative cable news pundit on the planet and as you just mentioned we're now seeing hit pieces on sean hannity and, and tucker carlson i saw that the, the tucker carlson one like within moments of Bill O'Reilly being ousted at Fox, which is interesting. And that one came from, um, I believe the Carlson one came from Media Matters. But anyway, here's the point of the piece. If the left can bring down Bill O'Reilly, and I do believe that's what happened here, because as you noted, these are allegations that are years old, and all of a sudden coming to the forefront and and suddenly causing all these issues. If the left can bring down Bill O'Reilly, they can bring anyone down at all. And so I thought, you know what, this is a chance for us conservatives, whether we're pundits, politicians, commentators, whatever, out there trying to speak up against left-wing propaganda to learn a lesson about exactly the type of fight that we're in. And the ideas or the things that I laid forth in the piece are not revolutionary or new, but we need to be reminded of them in the context of what's going on. Because again, the left just claimed Bill O'Reilly's scalp, for crying out loud. You know, So mm. for example, we're dealing with a crowd that does not fight on the battlefield of ideas. So don't expect to. I'm not saying that we lower our standards or stop speaking in facts, but just understand that they're not going to fight on the battlefield of, of ideas. It's like little kids on a playground, right, where they're fighting, and one of them finally gets so frustrated that they're not winning the argument that they just shove the other kid down, right? Before, or, or, they, know, or, try- they, or they throw Molotov cocktails and prevent them from speaking. <laughs> exactly. Like exactly. Berkeley, That's what yes. they do when they get older. Yes. Right. So, you know, we, we, we need to understand the crowd that we're dealing with. And, and I talk about that in, in, in different ways in the piece. But another thing I, will, I really want to drive home, I, I, I hope everyone is trying to live a noble and moral life because that's the right thing to do. This 
leftist propaganda. It will. So, you know, keep it clean. Keep it clean. <laughs> we, we don't need to give them any ammunition at all because it will be used. And again, I'm hoping everyone's living a good and noble life because that's the right thing to do. But I, I realize that's not everyone. So just it's going to hurt your message. Yeah. If you're doing things that are untoward, it's going to come back. Never hurts you them. You notice that? Never, never hurts a lot. It's interesting. And you know, Rush Limbaugh pointed that out yesterday. Did you hear that? I didn't know. He I didn't said, hear. Uh, uh, where have you? See, I, am, I, 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 am, I start off the program saying I'm, I love it when I'm in sync with Glenn. Love it when I'm in sync with Rush. It's, 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 it's good. Yeah, but th- again, they, they, they never get punished for, for disparagable, <laughs> no. uh, d- disparagable, disparaging uh, uh, comments they make. They never get in trouble for uh, reprehensible behavior uh, because the, the left, that, that's what they stand for. Those things they, they ne- stand for. They never get in trouble for hypocrisy. One of the things Rush Limbaugh pointed out was that one of the women accusing Bill O'Reilly of, of misconduct dated Anthony Weiner for crying out loud. I mean, talk about a judge of character. Yeah, no, well. it's, it's just, it's, it's yeah. insane. That was Kirsten, but, Kirsten yeah. Powers, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Ex- yeah, exactly. You know, right. and, and uh, I brought this up yesterday, that the, the woman who said that Bill O'Reilly called her hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, why, why is it permissible for Ray Nagin to declare an entire city a chocolate city? And nobody, Precisely. Bats, nobody bats an eyelash, but, but allegedly Bill O'Reilly says, hey, you're hot chocolate. Uh, and, that's, right. and that's somehow inappropriate. I mean, I, I, maybe it is, but I, I, it depends on what, you know, how he was saying. But the and standards hey, are different. Yeah, exactly. Is exactly. your point. Is whether or not it's right or wrong on either side, we're going to assume it's wrong. Okay, it, it, the standards are different for Absolutely. both sides. Absolutely. I was going to say something. So. Oh, by the way, you said the left brought down Bill O'Reilly. You're not. You're not entirely wrong. Uh, it, but if my theory holds true, it was the left inside of Fox. I, I would agree with you there. I, yeah. I don't. Well, I don't know. I. I, I don't, I'm just. I'm. This is what worries I me. Think, this is what worries. I, look, the, these these son. I, I mean, I know Rupert Murdoch, and I know his track record. I don't know these kids, and right. I don't. And I call them kids. They're probably uh, a little bit younger than me. <laughs> but but again, I don't know what their business philosophy is. I don't know what their experience with with uh, journalism is, and I don't know what their their philosophy is. I do know that they're donors to the Democrat Party, and I do know they're Hillary Clinton supporters, and that right. sends up red flags like nobody's business. To me. I, I do think it's a combination of several things. I think it's possibly that. I think it's, as Glenn pointed out on his show a few days ago, you've got media matters involved, you know, and mm. they've been after Fox News for quite some time. Because mm. if you take Fox News down, as you pointed out earlier, what do you have left precisely? And again, it's, you know, it's it's uh, it's like Donald Trump. The only the only person that can really ruin his reputation with his base is him. Same thing with right. Fox. The, 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 mm-hmm. Nobody on the out, CNN can't touch them, MSNBS can't touch them. The only thing that could bring down Fox are folks from within. And I'm not right. sure what the, the new Rupert, son, uh, the new Murdoch sons, what their agenda is. Uh, Mary, where can folks find your two offerings this, this week? Yeah, absolutely. Head over to my blog, afuturefree.com, and it's Why the Bomber Jackets Matter and Other Truths, as well as What We Conservatives Need to Learn About, or from Bill O'Reilly, rather. There you go. All right, uh, at futurefree.com, and we will retweet that out on the Chris Salcedo Show Twitter account. Thank you, lady. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Thanks, as always, Chris. You too. Put a wrap on the show next, folks. Stick with me on The Blaze. The antidote to the Brian Williams Press. The Chris Salcedo Show. The Blaze Radio Network.
You're listening to the Latino conservative Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. For those who still seek to violate our laws and enter the country illegally, let me be very clear. Don't come. Please don't come. When you are caught, you will be detained, adjudicated, and deported. Attorney General uh, Jeff Sessions basically saying, hey, uh, illegal immigration is wrong. It's against our laws. Don't do it. And uh, guess what? We, we, uh, we're we going to enforce those laws. <laughs> don't, and then, by the way, uh, back to the dreamer really quickly before we take a call here. Uh, there's no expectation that anybody who is in the country illegally can stay here. No expectation whatsoever. So if you're caught, they're not gonna they're not gonna go after you if you're a dreamer. But if you're caught, you know, doing something silly like leaving the country and trying to get back in, guess what? <laughs> Sorry, you lose. You lose. Uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three is the uh the phone number. Scott in Massachusetts, thank you for calling. A minute and a half, but it's all yours, buddy. Chris, thank you as usual. It's been about a month. My work hours changed and it's very tough for me to get on. I understand. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that stinks. I love your show, and I love calling in once a week or so. It's been too long. Yeah, isn't it wild? You know, uh, the, the left, they can't believe it. They're, they're all scratching their heads and tapping their foot, going, wow, we actually have a president and a cabinet that is enforcing laws. It's a, I'm laughing because it's hysterical. It's common sense to me. Like I've told you before on the air, I self-identify as a common sense conservative. Right. So I've got liberal friends. I'm in blue Massachusetts, you can imagine. Who go, this is nuts, this is crazy, and I call them out. I use the Socratic method. I say, what's crazy? And they don't know what to say. They're like, well, what's this? I say, okay, are you aware of the law, the Constitution? And I'm going to switch gears real quick. I know I'm up against the clock, Chris. Real quick, I don't know which state, but did you hear they're now selling or giving out needles for heroin addicts? Oh, that's been tried all over the country. Yeah. Do you know what a joke that is? Well, that yeah. may be the best illustration that this country has given up on the fact that humankind is capable of great things. They're well, giving in to the weak, and I hate it. Well, but you know what? It, it so sends much. a signal. Ahead, know, thank you so much for the call, man. You know what? It sends a signal that, well, it's just, just like the whole uh, the abortion contraception thing. Well, they're going to have sex no matter what, so you might as well abort the children crazy argument. All right, everybody, remember, a society's worth isn't measured by how much power is seized by its government, but rather how much power is reserved for we the people. Great weekend, everybody. See you back here on Monday for the Chris Salcedo Show. You're listening to the Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network.